Well, folks, you've seen him many times on GLC. He's a favorite. It's none other than author, speaker, writer, global mover, and shaker on every platform, especially podcasts, too. Uh, in addition to television and, and all over the net, it's none other than Joe McGee. How you doing, Joe? I'm doing great today. Good to see you. It's always good to see your face. You know, man, your 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 incredible wisdom and your timeless humor uh, is a quite a combination. There's people uh, daily who who are jumping on board to listening to your uh, common sense uh, teaching and uh, real life experiences. Uh, you've always got something new. I want to refer everyone to your website throughout the whole whole entire show. JoeMcGeeMinistries.com. Yes, or just go to JoeMcGee.com. Yeah. And you know what, Joe, I have to say of all the ministries I've seen, I really don't think I've seen a website having that kind of resources. So many, even down to apparel, uh, just fantastic (laughs) stuff. I mean, folks, you know what, you know, you have buying power of who you, who you choose to spend your money with. And I'm I'm telling you what, when you buy anything from Joe McGee ministries, and he didn't ask me to do this, but when you, when you do this, you're not only investing into your mind and your spirit. Uh, but you're also putting your your finances in a fertile soil because he has been touching the world for a long time, as many of you know. Thank you. And he's not stopping anytime soon. Not so, Joe, now. boots on the ground. What, tell me first how you're doing right now. Well, I live in Florida now. I've been in Lakeland, Florida for the last two months. Uh, I have a Florida driver's license. I'm legal. <laughs> and so uh, my office is still in Tulsa. My staff's still there. But just like what we're doing today. We do everything online. We had a great staff meeting this morning. And so uh, that technology is incredible, what we're able to do. You can reach the world from anywhere in America, anywhere. And so you're doing that right now. That's what you do. And so we're trying to do that as often as we can, as many ways we can. Uh, We got about, on average, about four podcasts a week. Uh, we're doing a, a, our mailbag Monday on, uh, that we moved Angel and I, we moved that to Friday. Angel and I do that together on Friday to five programs this Friday, I think answering questions, you know, people just common sense questions. And so try not to get too deep. Uh, people don't like deep, uh, people don't go to church dressed up anymore. Uh, the church is now not in the four walls. The church got to go out in the community. And so the boys that are growing are going out, not in. Uh-huh. Right. And so, uh, you know, the COVID thing dropped everybody down to about 45% of what normal what was. And so, but there's new people everywhere I've gone in the last year and a half, there's new people coming in. They lost a lot of veterans, but there's new ones coming. So right. there's a sheep and goat time in every generation. And we're in that right now. So Boy. we're trying to get as many sheep as we can. And you're trying to do it as many ways you can. So I don't think I wore a suit and tie all this year, except my last <laughs> My last meeting in New York, they required a suit and tie. And that's yeah. the only place in the 60 place I went this year, I had to wear a suit and tie. A boy in Texas told me one time, the only people who wear a suit and tie is the Undertaker and the IRS. We don't like <laughs> either one of them. <laughs> <laughs> so we've loosened up. Well, and, and you know, you're hanging 10, uh, you know, uh, uh, wearing flip-flops and they're in Florida. And, <laughs> and, and that, I tell you what, you know, if people love Texas, God bless Texas. And, yes. A boy, I said that Florida they're 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 climbing they're an incredible yeah, we're kissing cousins. us in texas are kissing cousins we're, we're in the lead right now so well you know folks when you go to these podcasts and you see joe mcgee um and i want to encourage you to do this wasn't asked to do this um but i believe in i believe in positive uh, media that's i'm a volunteer you see me on glc a lot i'm a volunteer <laughs> i'm voluntarily encouraging you you can also support joe mcgee's podcast too 
Uh, several of those platforms give you an option to hit support podcast, and that can happen on a monthly basis. Uh, in addition to all the great resources uh, that take you a lifetime to get through, and, and it just keeps growing and growing. But you know, Joe, I'm excited always to see you. And people are so hungry for the truth. The church, I think, has been let out of quarantine uh, because, you know, when Constantine took them out of the marketplace and out of the streets and out of the temple and out of the highways and byways and put them in little boxes, the Lord still used that. I know. I know. When COVID happened, they were released out of quarantine uh, for all these years and they're back and they're also in the churches too. A lot of you pastors, you stayed true to the word. You, yep. you didn't go for the, for the gimmicks. You stayed true and God is blessing you now, but Joe, what, what do you, so you're, you're seeing new growth, uh, with these churches as well. When you're out, out in the world, are, are you seeing a, a more receptivity to yeah, the, there's, it, the people are hungry. There's always been two groups from day one, uh, all the way back to Adam and Eve. It's always two groups of people. And so throughout history, we see it all the way up to when Jesus was born, you know, uh, you got sheep and goats. And so you can't get discouraged. People say, well, what about the government? But God doesn't care about the government. You know, like the president's election, I had a lot of people upset. I said, don't get upset. You think God's sweating in heaven? You think God fell off the throne? You know, God's not nervous. <laughs> He's smiling ear to ear. God's still in control. I don't care what you think is going on. God is still in control. Angels didn't get fired. They didn't get laid off. They're still very busy. There's so many you cannot count them. God's very busy right now trying to reach the loss. So just focus on what you can do and quit talking about what anything you can't do anything wow. about. So what, what can you do today? Well, you can help your neighbor. You can smile at your spouse. You can be good to your kids. You can pay your bill. You can mow your grass. You can do some laundry. Be a blessing wherever you're at and don't get caught up in a lot of the worldly stuff. The challenge with the media was that we have too much information that we can't do anything about. Right. And so we're consumed with it. Conversations at lunches, at dinners, at meetings. You can see people talking. I said, you know, the conversation we've had in the last five minutes, you can't do a thing about. The only thing you can do about that is pray. And you're not praying. You're gossiping. You're talking to me. You didn't do a thing about it except share how concerned you are. You're not supposed to do that. The Bible says, let your yes be yes. You know, we know all that's perceived from the evil one. Now, every time Jesus did a miracle, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, every time he did a miracle, the first thing he told them was, shh. Don't tell anybody. God's a one-on-one -on -one God. He doesn't take out billboards. He really didn't have TV programs. God's a one-on-one -on -one God. And he still is. He's, he's very individual, very specific. And so anytime you get something that goes viral, it's like, ah, that's my be good. I don't necessarily think that's God. God doesn't do it that way. God's one-on-one. -on -one. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, he's, he hasn't changed. God's not changed. God is an individual God. He cares about me and me personally. The Bible says you can run boldly to the throne of grace, get mercy up in time of need. So you need to get that in you deep where it's like, it's not what group you belong to or who's in the White House, who the senator is. Who. Now you pray for all of them. I pray for all those authorities. Uh, you know, Daniel prayed for Nebuchadnezzar. And he said, it's like God told me, I need you to pray for Nebuchadnezzar. No, no. He killed my family and burnt down my house. He killed my bet goat. He said, I'll pray. I pray she bear rip his head off and spit down his throat. No, I said, wrong <laughs> prayer. I need you to pray that he has a peaceful day. He said, a peaceful day. He's like, is he going to get saved? Oh no, he's going to turn to a billy goat and eat grass for seven years. Well, I need you to pray that he has a peaceful day because if he has a peaceful day, you're going to have a peaceful day. Wow. But if that old boy doesn't have a peaceful day, you're probably coming to heaven early. So God's got something he's working all the time. We need to do what God's asked us to do. I'm going to pray for those authority, whether I voted for them or not, whether the one I got elected is one. I, 
Not by the one I wanted, but I still pray for them. I'm commanded to. And so God's got a system that works. Don't create your own system. Stick with God's system. Same thing with marriage, parenting, what we've taught for years. We came with one book called the Bible. Volume two is not coming out. God's hanging with volume one. You can go ahead and read it. It's going to stay the same. It's not going to change. So God's <laughs> in the people business. And if we live, we live today in the greatest day of human history. Yes. There's never been a better day. The, the last stage when God's going to pour his spit on all flesh, we live in the greatest day of human history. Now, I'm the only preaching my family, and people ask me all the time, Joe, is this a good time to get married? I said, there's never been a greater time to get married than now. Joe, is this a good time to have kids? Never been a better time to have babies than right now. It is the greatest time of human history. But if you're not reading your Bible, you don't know that. If you're just feeding on the news, you know, you're depressed. You're, you're, you're thinking, man, when's it going to get better? It's not. The devil's in charge of this planet. He got him down and he sinned. He's going to stay in charge till Jesus comes back to get us. Satan is the God of this planet. Temporary, but he's the God. That's why prisons are full and hospitals are full and orphans are full. What's going on? The devil's in charge, but he's not in charge of me. I was taken out of the kingdom of darkness, placed in the kingdom of God's dear son. I've been born again. And so I tell people, you know, your job when you wake up in the morning is to scare hell. You need to scare hell when you wake up. Doing what? Go be a blessing to somebody. Go smile at somebody. Smile at your neighbor. Don't, don't be flipping fingers at him. Don't be leaving trash in the yard. <laughs> you know, leave something nice to his mailbox. Just send him a fruitcake or something. Be nice. It'll mess with him. Love messes with people. You know, <laughs> you know Joe, you've always had joy. And uh, as you all know, and I'm sure you've taught, you know, ha happenstance, happiness, it's chance or fate. The joy is continual. And I've always noticed that, man. It doesn't seem whatever's going on in the world. You've always had this, this uh, spring of joy uh, flowing <laughs> from you and, and the ability to, to walk above any circumstance um, and communicate that in such a, a classic way. You know, folks, when you go to joemcgee.com, uh, you have parenting resources, you have, uh, uh, manhood resources. You have relationship resources, never been a better time. And, and you've always been able, Joe, to, to communicate biblical truths in the most common sense ways. Uh, it doesn't have to be hard. Does it? Jesus said you have to be like a nope. child in the kingdom of heaven. God's but very practical. I, I pray that men are watching today. You know what guys, uh, uh the, the, in this beta male culture, there are real men. Uh, and I'm sure that you're one of them, but Joe, you, you don't just strike me as someone who has any confusion in, in the area of, of stepping up to the plate uh, as a man in this hour. What, how would you encourage men in this hour right now? Well, uh, everything you need to be, you already are. There's nothing new God's going to do for you that he's not already done. God sent his son to die for us, raised from the dead, sent the Holy Spirit to help us every day of our life. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. There's nothing we're going to ask God that he's not already done. There's no prayer you're going to pray that God didn't see you needing it before your mother met your father. And so I used to teach time when I taught high school kids. I said, there's no time in heaven. Heaven is eternity. There's no line in heaven. It's like God doesn't say, hey, son, I got a real busy day. I'll get to you tomorrow. No, God's instant all the time. He knows what you're thinking before you think it. And so whatever you're going through, God saw it coming, and God said, I've already made a way out. I've already made a way out. Whatever's come up on you today, I saw it coming for your mom and your dad, and there's already a way out. 
Well, how do I find out what that is? Well, the Bible says God inhabits praise. So instead of cussing and grappling and screaming and yelling, I want to get this quiet. Father, I just want to take a minute and thank you. I have no idea what's going on, but I just want to thank you. You're going to work all things out to my good. You're going to order my steps. You're going to direct my path. You're going to give me a great night's sleep tonight, Father. I thank you for that. You start getting thankful. God shows up. God shows up where he gets praised. He doesn't show up where he gets cussed. He doesn't show up where he gets mm. gripped at. You want God in your life and start thanking him. That's where he shows up and it's biblical. Wow. And so as a parent, you know, when I first started having babies, I thought, what am I going to do with them? I mean, I always wanted a big family, but then I, they showed up. And then I remember somebody was asking the other day about when I started teaching parenting, said, uh, how'd you start teaching parenting? So, well, I had six kids and the pastor came to us, Joe, can you teach on parenting? I said, sure. So why do you want me? He said, well, evidently you know a lot about it. I said, I don't know anything about parenting. I just know how to have them. I've not read that other book yet. I'm not, <laughs> and so we learned the hard way going through the process, but we learned that there are no perfect parents. There's no perfect marriages. Uh, there's people that know how to get back up. The Bible says the righteous fall seven times a day. They get back up. So people always thought, well, Joe, you're so positive. I said, it's not, it's got nothing to do with positive. It's got something to do with biblical. I'm on an alien planet. The devil's in charge of everything on this planet. That's why there's wars and famines and, and death and dying and starvation. Where's God at? He's in heaven. People are singing to him. It's air conditioned. It's really pretty, <laughs> yeah, you know, and said, so, but God's not down here in this planet unless you invite him. And wow. I taught intercessor prayer for 10 years in my local church. I said, God will not get involved in your life just because you're hurting. And if you cry loud, it doesn't bother God one bit. Tears don't move God. Faith moves God. What's faith? Just believing what the Bible says. But if you've not read it, you don't know what to believe. So you're believing what the world's telling you. So I told my kids early in their life, if you don't read your Bible every day, your brain's going to leak out on your pillow now, and you're going to go totally stupid on me. And I can't afford to let that happen <laughs> because I'm responsible to you leave my house. And, and people ask the other day about, about my family. I said, well, I love my kids, and I've got the cancel checks to prove it. But the goal of having, <laughs> children, the, the goal of having children is to uh, launch them out of the house. The goal is to leave. I need you to leave one day and not move back in and stay gone. And, and, and maybe send a letter every now or a check, but I don't need to see you the rest of my life. I'll see you in heaven. And so, and people get offended by that. If I say that in some circles, you know, certain states, I said, listen, I love my family, but I want you to become an adult, not hang around mama's table. They hang around my backyard. Go away, grow up. Get your own family. Start giving your life away. That's what <laughs> and so people think it's funny. So no, it's just it's just reality. Uh, God said it's not good for man to be alone. I'll make you a helper. And the first half of that word's helper. A helper. <laughs> and so when God made a woman, He made something better than a man. And uh, she has better manual dexterity. She's going to outlive the average member seven years. She thinks quicker and smarter. Uh, but God loved His man so much, He made him a woman. And so that's very special. Women are special. That's why yeah. hell's hated women from day one. Oh, yeah. Uh, the 1040 window uh, on this planet where most people are abused and beat and raped and murdered are predominantly women that get yeah. killed and messed with. Yeah. Hell hates women. Yeah, and so, you know, if you got women in life, honor them and love them, be good to them and be nice and smile. Don't yell at them. And so just growing up in church, and, and, and I grew up in a great Southern Baptist church, but they taught the Bible. And so we didn't have Sunday school. You had to sit there as a kid, listen to the pastor. And enough of it sunk in, you realize, I think that's true. I think that's true. I think we might want to start doing that because I've read this other stuff. It's not working. And so it was not something deep. People that, well, you seem to know a lot. 
not just have common sense. And so, you know, uh, I had a pastor call me, uh, text me this morning. He was talking about all the stuff that happened. And uh, I'd commented something for him about Christmas. And he says, well, I really appreciate it. I said, well, listen, everybody goes through hell. I'm down here in Florida with my wife's family. And uh, my mother-in-law uh, has almost died twice in the last 10 oh. days. But she's back. And we had a big family thing at the retirement place where she's at. Every one of her kids, that family has not been together in 20 years. But we all came together because we thought mama's going to heaven. So we all came. We brought food. We sang songs. We had a good time. We told jokes. Everybody hugged. It was a miracle. We'd ha we had a revival in the family. Well, why? Well, somebody almost died. Well, she's not dying. She's healthy and everything. Now she's dealing with Parkinson's, but she's very healthy and she's real sharp and she laughs. Wow. She's still laughing today. My wife's visiting with her right now. It's like everybody goes through hell. The job's to whip some hell. I'm not standing and get depressed. And so <laughs> talking, guys, you want to get depressed? Everybody doesn't get depressed though, but no, I choose. We go. I'm going to think on these things, whatever is lovely, honest, just, praiseworthy, good report. I'm going to think on these things. I'm not going to think on the other things. Those things will not produce anything in my life. So to me, it's just logic. It's not deep. It's nothing deep. Joe, you seem to know so much. No, it's real shallow. You know, God dealt with simple-minded people. Jesus loved to hang around children. Nobody likes children. Only dupes is like children today. Jesus loved children. Children, love hang they love hanging around them. Well, I yeah. know some. I had a one grandparent that was really nice, one that was meaner than a striped snake. I don't want to hang out with a mean <laughs> one. I want to hang out with a nice one. I'm, a, I'm not that but I'm not, I'm not stupid. I want to hang out with a fun one. So kids love hanging with Jesus. Then you know, the disciples said, Lord, get rid of these kids. No, this is the kingdom of God right here, boys. You need to understand what's going on right here. You offend oh. one of these little ones, you might as well hang a millstone around your neck and drown yourself in the middle of the Sea of Galilee. You said, you got it again. No, man, this is important right here. The next generation is the most important. So I learned early just in my local church, what's important? The next generation. Yeah. We're dying off. We're trying to launch the next generation. When you have kids, we try to do, raise them, train them, fix their crooked teeth, help them get pass the algebra, get them in college, get them out, get them married off. God bless you and go. <laughs> I love you, but go. And well, so you, you know, business owners are more successful when they build a business in order to sell it. Yeah. Parents seem to be more successful when they raise a child uh, in the way it should go and in order to launch them. And that's exactly what you're talking about, Joe. And, well, everybody you know, makes uh, mistakes. Listen, yeah. listen, Brian, everybody makes mistakes. There are no perfect people. Right. So you got to learn every day. Every day you got to learn how to repent and forgive. So we're going to do today. Well, I'm going to repent and forgive quite a bit. About what? I don't know yet, but it's going to come up. I want to get an opportunity to repent. I'm getting an opportunity to forgive today, every day. I'm still growing in the things of God. I'm not there yet, but I know I'm going the right direction. So praise God. You know, I, I like the fact that no matter what's happened in the world, Joe, you just, you encourage people to be a straight arrow and to focus on Jesus, keep walking towards Jesus and, and to live out a common sense faith. That's, that's really supernatural and supernaturally real. You talked about kids. Kids are a big target right now. Women, yep. the, the, the last and most beautiful creation on the face of the earth, uh, the enemy hates them. But kids are the target trying to poison their minds, trying yep. to rewrite history. There's a lot of, lot of mama bears who are standing up against the Marxist indoctrination that this being experienced in the country right now. And, and of course, you know, the media is not hiding anymore. Many would say uh, mainstream Luciferian media uh, is exposed uh, to the world right now. What do you have to say to, to mothers right now who are concerned about their kids and the poison they're being fed in these Marxist centers? Uh, that, that, that's, that's, that's looks like what we're looking at right now. 
Well, I have to go way back when I taught history years ago. Uh, Jewish families uh, in the day where Rome occupied Jerusalem, wow. and Israel, uh, Jewish families sent their kids to Roman schools, and that what we would call public schools. Now wow. they're just the schools that the Romans ran all the schools. They ran the whole world. And right. so we go, what's your kid going to do? Well, they went to the Roman school. We're going to learn. We're going to learn about Roman gods, Roman religion, and Roman stupidity. Want to know that bother you? No, because my kids know the truth. Wow. And truth sets you free. Wow. So if you know the truth, you go, what is that? Well, that's a stupid lie, but I'll, I'll memorize it and I'll take a test and I'll make an A on it. And my kids went through the same thing going to Christian universities. All my kids, all six of my kids went to Christian universities, three different Christian universities. And I had to tell them, listen, guys, not everything you're going to hear there is the truth. Not every professor is a Christian, not what they say. And you're going to hear some stupid stuff. That's why you need to have your face in the Bible every day for at least five minutes. Read a proverb a day. Do so. And that will filter out the stupidity. But if you don't feed on the word of God, stupid will start building up in your brain. And one day you'll go there. What happened? Well, Billy went stupid. What happened? Well, he went stupid. I'm not going with him. You know, I've had people in my family. What happened? Because, well, he went stupid. Well, I just didn't, I didn't go with him. You go stupid by yourself. I, I don't have to go stupid. <laughs> I used to give hay rides in my family who lived out in the country for years. And every fall, I have a big hay ride with my staff and some of the high school kids. There's always somebody kept falling off the wagon. I had a tractor pull the wagon. We went way out in the country at nighttime, had a big bonfire. And some people always joke around, they keep falling off the wagon. I said, This guy's, you fall off my wagon. I don't stop the wagon. I don't stop for the idiot that keeps falling off or goofing around. Right. Uh, you start walking and you meet us back up on top of the mountain when we get through, but I'm not, I'm not stopping. Somebody keeps messing around. Uh, this, this hayride is for people that stay on the wagon, not for people that fall off the wagon. Wow. So you might want to stay on the wagons. I'm not stopping for you. And I told them every year and they'd laugh. Oh, you're funny. Cause I, people think I'm funny. No, I'm very serious. I won't stop this wagon. And so people would yell, Hey, Hey, Mr. G. Hey, no, we don't stop, you know, keep you on that red line on the back of that trailer. Cause we're going to get pretty <laughs> far away from you. <laughs> so some learn the hard way, some learn the good way. So it's up to everybody. I'm not God. I can't make you do what's right. I can tell you what's right, but I can't make you do what's right. That's your choice. You choose. Right. God said, I said for you, life, death, blessing, cursing, everybody, every generation gets to choose. And so my own kids, and listen, I love my kids. I have great kids. All born again, spirit filled, serving God in the local church, but I don't have a perfect one in the bunch. They have different opinions and attitudes. They have different gifts, but they're all Christian and they've learned how to repent. They've learned how to forgive. And I said, if you don't repent and forgive, you get what we call spiritually constipated. You're stopped <laughs> up. God can't move through you because your bowels are stopped up with some bad stuff. Wow. So every day you need to repent, forgive, and just get on with your life because you're going to fall down. You're going to mess up. You're going to offend somebody. You didn't mean to offend. Just get on with your life. Say, hey, I'm sorry if you're offended, but I'm not God. I can't follow you around trying to make you feel good the rest of my day. I'm sorry you offended. I'm sorry I didn't mean to, but please forgive me. I'm not going to forgive you. Well, go with God then. That's the best I can tell you. And so don't <laughs> let other, other, the devil use other people to burden your life and drag you down. Right. And then God, I told all my kids, just as a father, you are born for a purpose. You're all gifted different. You have different IQs. You have different GPAs but you were all born for a purpose. Your job is to find out what that purpose is and fulfill it and don't get sidetracked doing something else. I said, why are you doing that? You're not good at that. You know, I had a, one of my daughters that's a college professor. Uh, she had horrible grades in algebra. I said, listen, you've got to pass algebra two to get into college. 
Mm-hmm. They don't let you in unless you pass algebra. The SAT test is the only math is algebra two. You have to pass. I don't care if it's a C minus, you got to pass algebra two. And so I had one daughter that went to summer school two years in a row. Why? Wow, trying to pass algebra, made A's and everything else except algebra. And I joked with all the time, so honey, you're going to pass. If it takes three summers in a row, you're going to pass. Wow. But when you get out of here, whatever your degree's in, don't become an engineer. I said, if you're coming at you, don't build a bridge. If you ever build a bridge, put your name on the end of it because I'm not going to drive across it because you stink at math. Find out what your strength is and go with that. Quit trying to be good at everything. You're not good at everything. What are you good at? This one thing, also, this one thing I do, I preach the gospel. Well, what do you about? What's this tent making? Well, they don't, they don't pay good to preach the gospel. So I make tents to help me preach the gospel, but I'm still doing what I was called and created to do. So as a parent, you're trying to help your kids. No two children are the same. You're not like your brother. You're not like your sister. They come out different. God's a creative God, but I want you to grow up and be mature and go be a blessing to somebody. Well, you're a blessing to a lot of people, Joe, because, you know, there's, there's a lot of new people watching GLC. If you noticed, um, yes. you know, God's doing something. He's always, he's always doing something, but, uh, God's always moving and together. amending and repairing that he doesn't stay the same. Yeah. God does not stay the same. <laughs> well, you know, some of you watching, uh, you're like, Hey, it sounds good. Where, where do I start? You know, uh, uh, uh closing your eyes and, choosing a Bible verse <laughs> before you go to sleep. You're needing a little more than that. Well, you know what, folks? Again, go to joemcgee.com and get those resources from parenting to relationships uh, and beyond, you know? Um, I'm just excited that you're having such an incredible response on your podcast. Can you, can you talk about your podcast a little bit? Uh, uh, you go to joemcgee.com. There's a whole range of things, but you have a button you push for podcasts. It's free. doesn't cost a thing. And so you can download it right on your phone. Uh, we got something funny usually every day. Uh, we have about three days that we do some about 20 minutes of serious teaching, different subjects. I said, but it'll feed you. We're going to laugh a lot, but it's going to feed you. We don't go too deep. We don't do a lot of Greek and Hebrew. We very common sense, but it's all biblical. Right. And I tell people uh, that I get, uh, that I lead to the Lord. I said, listen, just read a proverb a day for one month. If you read one proverb a day for one month, you'll be smarter than 99% of people on this planet because most people don't read their Bible. So if you do that, and then today, you know, the last three years when I get people saved, I take them to Revelation. And people say, you what? Yeah, I want to start at the back of the book. And because I've told you this before, but when Angel and I got married, she said, I want to watch an old movie. She said, we're going to watch an old movie. I said, well, how? <laughs> and I would say, well, how does it end? So well, I'm not going to tell you. I said, well, then I'm not going to watch it. I don't watch it unless I know how it ends. I've never I remember that. that. Yeah, I don't watch a bad movie. And she would get so mad. Well, I'm not going to run. No. And so I watched old John Wayne movies. I, I think I watched The Searchers a hundred times, but it ends good. I watch movies that end good. I wow. want to be, if it's not going to end good, I'm not going to watch it. I don't have time to feed on stupidity. And so <laughs> I told you story. My daughter wanted to watch the Titanic. I said, I'm not going to watch that. The boat sinks. That's not a good story. No. I don't watch. <laughs> I want to watch about a boat that doesn't sink. You know, the apostle Paul, <laughs> the apostle Paul's going to see Caesar. He got on three different boats on that trip. And the, you wow. read in Corinthians, three different boats, all three boats sank. That man couldn't get on a boat that didn't sing because yeah. hell did not want him going to seizure. We done well. I got to overcome some stuff. I keep getting on a boat that so keeps sinking on me, but I get up, <laughs> I swim to Georgia on another boat. So you can't quit. 
whatever you're doing in life, you know, man, woman, boy, girl, father, mother, the bottom line is you don't quit. You get back up. The boss right. is where the getting back up people. And that's what we get to do. So it's a real simple process. Wow. You know, I'm on your website right now, Joe. And um, I love that tag line with your uh, restoring hope in the lives of families. Families yes. now more important than ever, you know, during this, this attempted implementation of Agenda 21, the war against small business, the war against families, the war against gender, the war against everything that's not violent. <laughs> it it is know. a battle. <laughs> it is. But, you know, I, I love it. Because the first thing people you see when you go to joemcgee.com or joemcgeeministries.com, helping you rebuild, repair, and restore. You know what? It's it's possible, folks, for you to repair something that you thought was completely bad. And yeah. in, this, in the storm of the attack of the family, Joe, what are some ways that, that a couple can begin to re rebuild and repair? Work on yourself and not your spouse. Yeah. Your spouse is God's job, not your job. Wow. You will never change your spouse. You can only change you. But if you change you, your spouse will respond to your changes. And so I remember when I was coming back from uh, AIT in the Army, and I was coming through Memphis, and uh, there's several there's several Army, Navy, Marines, all in Memphis. And so I'm sitting there at the airport, you're going to catch a plane in Chattanooga, and this young Marine just come back to Vietnam came to sit down there. Now the Marines have the most beautiful uniforms, just magnificent. Well, I got an army uniform and it's nice, but it's not the Marine. When it's stand, you sit in uniform hundred yards away. So I'm sitting down and I kept looking at because he's got a, he's got a rainbow of stuff hanging on his chest. And I kept looking over and he caught me looking. I said, I'm sorry. I know you got a lot of stuff hanging on your chest. So what is this? He said, well, these are campaigns I've been in. You know, we got sent here. We had to whip them and we were sent over here. We had to whip them and we're going to whip them. We about got whipped here, but we finally whipped them, whipped them, whipped them. And so I have the national defense ribbon, the yellow red one they give you when you sign up. I said, well, I signed up. And so I don't say it to be funny, but I took my dress jacket off and carried it over my arm all the way home. I was so embarrassed that I don't have anything on my chest. I got to get somewhere so I can put something on my chest because this is embarrassing to wear something that has nothing, that little stinking yellow and red ribbon. Get me somewhere I can put something on my chest. So as a married husband, what do you want to do? I'm trying to leave people better than I find them. My goal is to make my wife want to suck the lips off my face. That is my goal. <laughs> and so people, I've joked many times in our seminars, when I get to heaven, I'm going to have two women on either side of me at the marriage supper. Now, Angel said I'm the only one who can hold hands with her, but I don't know. We'll have to see what happens. And so, <laughs> but I want to hear two women say, Father, I want to thank you for your son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. And Father, the second thing I want to thank you for is Joe. Second greatest thing ever happened to me was marrying Joe. And I want wow. to have two women tell God Almighty that. Wow. And that's my goal. My goal is to give my life away. And that's wow. what we, and the reason we have problems in marriages today or relationships, people are selfish. When do I get to choose? You don't. You died at that ceremony. That ceremony is a covenant. You cannot have a covenant unless somebody dies. So when you got married, you died. And I've had grown men, spirit-filled Christian men sitting off. When do I get to choose? You don't, big boy. You died. You died the day you got married. So shut your face <laughs> up and do what she wants to do. You do that, and she'll suck lips off your face. But she doesn't like you, and I don't like you either. Because you're rude, and you're mean, and you're selfish. You're a thumb sucker. You're a 37-year-old thumb sucker. Wow. Get your thumb out of your mouth and go serve this woman. Well, like I, she wants a lot. Well, do a lot. You know, be a man and do what it takes. There you go. That's just there you sad. go. <laughs> you know, Joe, you you not only talk to families, individuals, also on your side, and, and I can't wait to talk about your upcoming events. 
uh, man, uh, uh, 2022 is lining up. But it says that you speak uh, for a variety of places, churches, businesses, yep. of course, staff and conferences. What, what, what are you offering to the business front right now? Well, what you want to do in business, you want to be the best. It's real yeah. simple. You know, there's a dozen pizza places here in my town. Uh, there's only one that gets a lot of business. There's at least four great Italian restaurants. There's only one I go to because I've been to all of them. There's only one I go back to. What do you go to the one? I go to the one that's the best, serves the best food, has the best service, cleanest restaurant. I can get the park real easy. I go to the best. I buy the best. I'm trying to live in the best. Now, you can start doing it halfway. Well, I think I'm going to go to a nasty restaurant. We got plenty of them. I can give, I can give you half a dozen things right now. Skanky place, several roaches on the floor. Just have yourself at it. If you don't have enough food, just get six roaches and bring them home with you. And, uh, and you're laughing. I'm very serious. You want to be the best. Right. So whatever you're doing, what are you trying to do? And when I talk to businessmen, whatever business you're in, what do you do? What do, you do? I do dry cleaning. Well, how many competitors do you have? A lot. Well, why are you any better? He said, what? What makes you any better? He said, I don't know. That's why you're not going to be better. What makes you, you got to find out what makes you better than somebody else. And so right. one guy in this one town, he said, well, I finally built me a two-story building and uh, we do same day service. And I had had three extra people, hired three extra people, but doing same day service in six months, I was doubling everybody else's business because people are a big business town, two colleges. He said, people want to not, they want their jacket, the dress shirt, and a lot of things going on uh, in the community, all kinds of banquets, whatever. And so we, we're going to serve them. Who are you serving? We're serving money people. That's why I have a bigger building and I'm doing a bigger bit. I serve money people. You don't serve poor people. No, I'm not in the poor people business. Now that sounds so hard. No, now, I'm, we support the poor, We even in our ministry. We give to the poor. But no, I remember when Lester Summerall, when he was in the Philippines, he said, uh, I'm not going to some grass hut down there on the river. I want to find the president of the Philippines. He wanted what's God. I'm here as the badges. Who's the biggest guy in this country, the president? But I want him. So he ends up getting that woman delivered from demons, and the president buys them over. He came to his house and did a Bible study. Why? I want to go to the top. I want to go to the top. Who's God? Well, he's at the top. Who's Jesus? Well, he's at the top. Possible. He's at the top. We're aiming for the top. Most people don't aim for the top. They just want to get by. I just want to be nice. I want everybody to like me. That's not God. Nope. God wants to show off. He wants to be the best. He wants to leave everybody and everything better than he found it. Jesus left everybody better than he found them. Matthew, Martin, and John, what'd you do? I left them better than I found them. Everybody I met, but you, I left them better than I found them. Wow. So in business, what are you trying to do? Whatever you do for business, you weld and shop. Well, are you better than the other welding shops? What makes you better? Well, I can't get in your building. You don't have a nice office. The office is as skanky as the warehouse out there. <laughs> I remember when I was working for one company when I was going to Bible school and uh, we had two bathrooms. Skank. <laughs> and so uh, we're needing to hire some more welders. And so we're young guys just graduating high school, coming in and applying. And so this one kid came in and I knew him. He, he, he played lineman for a great local high school. Great kid. He comes in with his, his trucks all jacked up, cut the mufflers off, got them, the muffling <laughs> here. I'm coming a half mile away. Shirt sleeves are cut off. Hats on backwards. Big old beard. He's grown. Got for, got snuff in the throat. How's it going to happen? I'm looking for a job. Yeah, well, come on in here when you fill this out. And so I put him on a broom because I have three very expensive welders. I don't want you doing to your welder what you've done to your truck, what you've done to your face, what you've done wow. to your shirt. You're not taking anything you got right now. I'm not going to put you on an expensive welder. That's how we make money. 
Wow. I'm going to put you on a $12 broom. She so handled a $12 broom. If you have that broom for a month, I'll move you up to something else. And eventually he became one of our best builders, but he just came in looking bad. Another kid came in wearing a shirt and tie. And I thought, oh man, he's a Mormon. I got a guy, I got a Mormon coming in. That's it. I said, we don't have any jobs for shirt and ties. He said, no, I'm just here to apply for any job you have. We don't have any jobs right now. I've just hired my last guy. And he, he said, I noticed your two bathrooms as I came to your office are awful dirty. He said, I have a cleaning company. I can clean your bathrooms. I said, yeah, they are skanky. Okay, I'll pay to come clean the bathrooms. In two hours, he got both bathrooms immaculate. He even did a little painting in one. He said, I noticed your grass needs to be mowed. Yeah, I mowed in shows. Well, I got mowers. I'll come mow your grass. Really? He said, yeah, come tomorrow, mow the grass. Okay. Then he mowed the grass the next day. Every day he found something else to do. So wow. we hired him. A month later, we made him the head guy on the third shift we were working out. He worked his way up to second shift. And then eventually they hired him inside the front office to sell stuff. And so it wasn't that he's smarter than everybody else. He just <laughs> outserved everybody. We're called to serve. So he was hungry. Serve better. You serve better, you'll do a better business. Wow. You know, as far as is, is trying to build a team with, uh, such, such diverse issues. And of course, uh, the common complaint, you know, when I'm working with businesses, uh, is that people are being paid more to stay home and vote than they are to work. Um, <laughs> how, how do you build teams, uh, with staffs when they're short staffed or, uh, perhaps they're not getting the cream of the crop in the door? Uh, for those, I, I, I don't, well, let me back up, Joe, because if somebody chooses to go to a job instead of sit on their uh, tush and play Xbox being paid <laughs> by Mr. Biden, um, <laughs> I have more admiration for that person who chooses to work a job. So in, in that vein, hats off to all of you who choose to man up and work a job yep. and, and be productive and celebrate the creation of your being. What's the best thing you can tell companies and staff building uh, while, while they're gearing up to hire you and bring you well, on? I tell them as leaders, uh, you can't expect what you don't inspect. Even if they work from home, you got to drop by at least once a week. Wow. What's your work here at home? Try to help them out. You know, you just put a desk, a little thing. I know you got two kids at home and three dogs, but you can do this. You're smart enough, but you got to have a place designated just for work. Yeah. Can you get to the phone? You got to run halfway across the house, get it set up. I can do that. I can help you technically. I can't do your heart. You come with a good heart to begin with or a bad heart. If you have a good heart, I can technically help you do this better from home, but I'm going to visit you once a week. I'll call you before I come. You know, you don't have to clean the toilet. I'm not going to use your toilet. Just get things in order. And so I believe you're smart enough to grow a great business. And I have a daughter-in-law that's, uh, been promoted twice. She's worked from home today, uh, making incredible money from home, but she's real good at what she does and she's very smart. And so if you've got the goods, people will pay you. They don't care what your religion is. They don't care what your sex is. They don't care what you think in your spare time. Can you do this job? Right. Yes. And so just do the job. I, I don't hire you because you're a Christian. I don't hire you because you're heathen. I hired you to do the job. Can you do the job? Yes. Then I'm going to hire you and pay you well. Because wow. I tell people, I'm not going home with you. I'm just hiring you to do this job. If you wow. do this job, I'm going to pay you wow. real good. It's real simple in every business. So, but you cannot expect what you do not inspect. Right. Wow. That's very, very powerful. You know what? Uh, it, it's a different age. I mean, everything's changed. You know, I produce television shows. <laughs> there, there, there's no more rules anymore, Joe. But, uh, but, but, but on, on the positive side, people are so hungry for information. You know, I love what you said earlier that 
the the problem with a lot of people with anxiety and distraction and, and a lack of productivity is they get so much information they can't do anything about but you give information that people can do something about because it's very it's very simple and yet it's proven you know the word of god is true joe are, are you seeing people more receptive uh, on the street to biblical principles are, are yes, what, what, what are you seeing they're asking more questions because they're I got more knowledge now. I'll give an example. In my town, we have probably six donut shops within a five mile radius here. We have a Krispy Kreme donut shop. Mm -hmm. Now, the other donut shops usually close around noon, two o'clock. Krispy Kreme stays open 24 hours a day. And they always post that big red sign, fresh. Donuts are coming right out of the right out of the grease. They're fresh. There's always a line at Krispy Kreme donuts. Now we live in a very health conscious society. We know those donuts aren't good for you. They're pure sugar. <laughs> God, they taste good. And there's always a line for that sugared up Krispy Kreme donut. The other guys are closed, but Krispy Kreme's not closed. It's still junk food, but they've got a line. Because if you make the best junk food, they're going to line up at your store. It's real simple. It's just a Is that the best? Yes, it is. I'm waiting in line for my Krispy Kreme. My good gracious. And so it's just a thing of serving better than everybody else. Wow. Outserve. You're trying wow. to outserve. So what do we do? Well, I do this. Well, who else does this? I've done this for businesses when I've did seminars for business. I said, okay, what you do for a living? Um, this one guy that I did the dry, dry cleaning thing for in, in uh, Cookville, Tennessee years ago. I said, how many dry cleaners do you have in this town? He said, five. I said, what makes you any different than them? He said, I don't know. Then why would you expect to do better? Well, I just need more. Everybody needs more, son. That doesn't make you different. How can you outserve? So, well, I got a lot of colleges and professors need my shirts. Well, then you need same day service. Is anybody else got same day for service? No. Well, that'll make you different. Well, I got to hire extra people. Well, if you don't spend more, you don't make more, son. You're not waiting. Santa Claus isn't coming down your chimney. You're going to have to go build your own sleigh. And so, anyhow, two years later, he's the number one dry cleaning store in town because he's out serving everybody. It wasn't deep. It's not deep. So he started running. A, he had a car wash. And so he's turning around a car wash and said, you know, what makes you any different? There's, there's a dozen car washes in this college town. What makes you any different? Well, I said, you need to start serving them. So you promise you vacuum before they come in. You wipe it down when they come out. Well, that's going to take extra money. Extra money spent makes extra money if you have a plan. But if you have no plan, you're just going to go broke with the rest of them. So he's got one of the best car washes in that city. It's everybody lines up. Even on a rainy day, they're lined up. Well, that man's going to clean your car. You know, Joe, as I'm here on your website, and again, folks, uh, JoeMcGeeMinistries.com, I know you didn't ask for this, but I like getting behind people that are making things happen. You know, folks, it's been said that there are three kinds of people, people who watch things happen, people who make things happen and people say, what just happened? Yeah. Well, Joe makes things happen. You know, here, here's a testimony. I hope you don't mind me. Is that, can I read a testimonial about you, Joe? Go ahead. Joe has a, a unique ability to connect and communicate with diverse groups of people from all walks of life and maturity levels. His sense of humor and Bible knowledge create a wonderful laugh and learn experience. That's, Pastor Alan Clayton, and you have all these uh, testimonials that that um, uh, that flash back and forth on your website. But you also have some events coming up uh, January 9th, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Yeah, buddy, Great at church. Victory yep. Church. You know, 
tell us about that event and tell us what you expect of the average. Uh, there's no such thing as average about Joe, but it, <laughs> it's your regular uh, Joe McGee. Uh, uh, first, tell us about that Chattanooga. Uh, event, well, it's, it's a pastor I've known for probably 30 years, and uh, he was uh, uh, played for uh, Alabama, played football, was a uh, big state champion football player, went to college. But he's pastoring now, so wow. he has a real high standard. He and I are so different in so many ways. He's good at everything I'm not good at. And so I've known him for a long time, and we've laughed about it. I said, why do I like you? I said, I like you because you're good at what I'm not good at. I like okay. to hang around people that are good at what I'm not good at. And so I'm going to do a Sunday morning, Sunday night, and he's very methodical. It's like the, that Sunday morning service will be one hour start to finish. Two fast songs, one slow. I got 30 minutes to talk, so I better know what I'm saying. So most of the time, I probably don't read from my Bible. I love to read from my Bible, but I, if I got 30 minutes, no, I'm coming in loaded. So I know right where I'm going. I know what I want to, what I want to teach and how I want to finish. I want to make sure I have time for a good altar call to come forward. So I'm doing Sunday morning. Sunday night, we're doing questions and answers. So people come very casual. It's got a big auditorium. We'll all sit in a big circle. And you can ask any question you want to ask. I can't promise I'll answer it. If I can, I'll give it to Pastor. Hey, Pastor, I don't know that. Do you know the answer to that? And so it's very open, and people love that because they got uh -huh. stuff they've not been able to ask. Hey, can you, can you answer this? Well, if I can, I'll tell you where to find it. And so that'll be great. And then we're doing uh, two more three-day seminars the rest of the month. I like three-day seminars because I do Friday night for two hours, Saturday for three, hour, three hours. Then we've got two Sunday morning services. And wow. so almost everybody's got rid of Sunday night, but there's about probably 5% that have kept Sunday night church. And so I love Sunday night church. You know, it's like you're real relaxed. And now I didn't like it when I had a lot of kids because I got home late. And <laughs> got to get ready for school in the morning. So when my church stopped Sunday night, I'll be, I sat on my front porch Sunday night, first time in eight years, we had Sunday night service for the first time. We didn't have one. I sat on my front porch that night. I thought, I feel guilty. I think I'm in sin. I should be in church somewhere, but it took about an hour to realize, no, I'm not in sin. I'm in heaven. God bless America. I'm relaxed. We're going to have time to eat a meal and get ready to pack and get ready for school in the morning. We don't have to rush. So everybody does it different. So you have to adapt to wherever you're at. You got to become whoever you're around. Paul said, I'm going to become all things to all people that I might win them. So you got to learn to be flexible. Can't give you opinion every weekend. Like I travel to many, every denomination, I'll tell you about every denomination. So I got to make sure I guard my heart, what I can and cannot say, what I can and cannot share. Uh, I'm a spirit filled Holy Ghost guy, went to Holy Ghost school, uh, but I go to a lot of churches that are not one of those churches. I'm, I'm very, so you bring me, I'm here to teach on marriage and that's all I'm going to teach them. And I've had people ask you one of those Holy Ghost guys. I said, I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm here to teach on marriage or I'm here to teach on parenting. And that's what I'm going to teach them. And you, it's going to be the best you've ever heard. Oh so, man. Well, and, and it's, so, it's so needed too, Joe. I mean, it you, is. You, you even have a, a resource for the single parent. I mean, that's yes. so common now. Uh, um, the more of them, I'm telling them the numbers are growing because people saw so many marriages fail. They thought, look, I'm not getting married. I said, you can't run from this. God wow. made marriage. It was his idea. He thought it up first. Wow. Second greatest thing on this planet is marriage. And so it's a good thing. It works real good, but it also could be hell on earth on what you do with it. So it's not what you, it's, it's not what you find. It's what you build. You don't find a great marriage. It's the title of my book. You don't find a great marriage. You build one. You build a life, you build a business, you build a ministry, you build a marriage, you build a kid. It's like, and it's an everyday process. I said, when I'm 90 and my kids are 70, 
they're starting to deal with things they've never dealt with before because they've never been 70 before. And so the, Hey, Dad, can I ask you a question? Did you ever deal with this new or 70? Uh, yes, yeah, sure did, son. What'd you do? Well, huh, I did this. Worked real good. <laughs> and so if it comes out of the book, it still works today. So praise God. People, people need help in their finances. Um, you know, you just talked about the, the single parent situation. Some were single parents because they lost somebody to COVID. I mean, so much tragic things happening. But you know what, though? In the midst of the storm, uh, there is Jesus. And yes. you can focus on him, the author and finisher of your faith. But it's so practical, the things that you know. I mean, from money-saving tips to, to uh, uh, getting ahead, you know, of course, that's relationships as well. What, how would you encourage people with their finances right now? You know, uh, yeah. uh, this, this, uh, I got a one sentence yeah. answer. Best thing I'll ever tell anybody about your finances: get a budget. God's a God of stewardship. God will increase what you take care of. If you're not stewarding it, you're going to lose it. Wow. God, the parable of the talents, five, double to 10, two, double to four, one lost what he had. God said, I honor those who take care of what I give them. If you're not taking care of, I'm not going to give you more. You're not taking care of what I gave you the first time. Why would I give you more? Wow. You're, you're abusing it. You misuse it. So I say stewardship's the key to all things money. It's like, wow. go home and, you know, put some duct tape on that busted door. You know, wire that hood down. Fix what you can <laughs> fix now. Quit trying. Well, I need something nice. I need something big. No, you don't. You need to fix what you currently got. <laughs> you know, uh, I remember I went to South Africa years ago. Uh, we had an embargo on, so they couldn't buy anything from America. And there, there's people there in nice homes fixing their own coffee pot. Man, if a coffee pot tears up in America, I go to Walmart buy another one. Well, they couldn't <laughs> buy another one, so they're fixing their own coffee pots. I realized that's the greatest thing ever happened to that country. Fix what you've got. Quit trying to get something new. Fix what you've got. You know. So uh, we did that one when I grew up in the country. You had a flat tire. We'd patch that thing twelve times. That thing looked like it passed all over. So yeah, but it's still working. <laughs> if I have oh, another man. one, I'll patch it again. We use inner tubes <laughs> in the inner tubes. Oh Lord. <laughs> Man, I tell you what, you really you you know, you you really hit hit to the heart of the matter. Uh, you even talk about helping teens. Yes. Uh, keeping sexually pure in this yes. this crazy entertainment uh culture that wants to teach kids sex from the cradle. Um it, it's unbelievable, this pedophilic cult activity going on and in the midst of all this folks you can even get resources to help your kids think for themselves to have a moral code and to keep sexually pure what would you say to parents that are watching this be mayhem honest, honest on, on tiktok and things like that don't panic when they mention the word sex like don't say oh dear god where did you hear that at and i've done that as a parent i made mistakes in my first one i realized no you need to stay calm when the kid asks you about sex you need to pretend they ask for a peanut butter and jelly sandwich well, <laughs> give an answer. And don't overload them. They didn't ask for the whole 99 yards. They just asked one question. Answer yeah. the question they asked. What about this? What? What about, well, about, tell them about that. But don't lie. Be honest. Be blunt. Tell the truth. And so um, I remember when, you know, uh, kids were young in the back seat and I heard, them, what, what are y'all talking about? We're talking about sex. Well, what about, you know? So I got some answers for you. I said, really? I said, yeah. And you just be truthful with them. And so I don't want somebody else besides me teaching my kids about sex. I'm going to teach about sex. God made it. You're going to really like what you grow up. It's going to be really good. You're going to enjoy doing it as much as you can. But if you have it before you get married, parts of your anatomy are going to rot off and fall off on the ground. 
And I told, <laughs> so that, that's from a movie they show me in basic training. You know, they show that movie for, you know, for four weeks, you can't go anywhere. The fourth week, they let you go to town. And they show you that movie. <laughs> thing, I thought, good Lord. And so me and two buddies of mine from Minnesota, we went. So where'd you go this weekend? Holiday Inn. What? Yeah, well, Holiday Inn. Where'd you go? My own private bathroom. Went there and shut the door. So it was weird. So we have a latrine with 24 toilets back to back. So when you go to the train, there's 24 people on the top at the same time making noises and smells you cannot imagine. So oh what do you want on private bathroom? But then you go meet, I don't want to meet anybody. I don't know where you've been, who you kissed, what you've done. I used to tell kids, I joked all the time. And I've all the kids married in my family. Uh, I want a health card from you. And I want a blood test from you. I want to know what you've got, what you don't have. So you're not married in my family until I get a blood test from you. And say so you can lie all you want, and God forgives all kinds of sin, but you're not going to be sinning when you're married to this family. You're not going to yeah. do that. And so, because wow. I'll confront wow. you straight up. Nobody gets honest. Just stay calm. Don't yell. Don't scream. And uh, and so, in our family today, we still have people down here that we're related to, and we're real blunt with them. Do you have sex with them? I mean, we we're at a marriage conference, and the one of the nephews come in. My wife said, "You had sex with them?" He just got real quiet. Yes, you have, haven't you? As you keep doing that, parts of your dad are going to rot off. It's going to, it's not going to be good. And if you're not going to marry this girl, that's a sin. And that's going to chase you down in your next relationship. Cause the devil, he doesn't play fair. He'll chase you down and he'll be the accuser of the brethren. And they'll sometime in your life, somebody put their finger in your face. And, you had sex with her, didn't you? Uh, oh, have mercy. And so I remember when I got born again and people said, do you ever, do you ever sin? Oh yeah. I sinned a lot. I look forward to the weekend. That was a great Saturday was sinning day. It's the day to sin. And so then when I got spirit filled, I realized that was stupid. I don't want to sin. Sin's got death attached to it. I'm going to live a long time. I'm going to live a good life. I don't want parts of my anatomy rotting off and falling from the ground. I don't want some strange disease. I don't have to take some special pill to avoid some special disease. Just stay clean. If you're clean, you don't have to worry about no disease. God made for two people to get together and have sex to both of you die. You know, I'm sure I remember Sarah was sucking lips off each other's face. I mean, he's a hundred and she's 89. They're having sex. That's why, you know, <laughs> long before Viagra in Seattle, God fixed him. <laughs> you know, and he stayed fixed. Cause when Sarah died, he got remarried, had six more kids. It wasn't a one-time event. He stayed fixed. <laughs> so God's in the miracle working business. Start learning how to believe God. And <laughs> oh, that's more information I probably should have given. But it's <laughs> Well, you know, Joe, I wanted to highlight the different things you're doing because folks, you need these resources. Uh, I'll never forget a saying I heard a long time ago, Joe, that when it comes to your children, there's a race to the heart of the child. And, and the one who gets there first usually wins. Yep. Uh, and we pray that's Jesus, not, not the enemy, not the adversary. But folks, if you let's say you have a great marriage, great family, great finances, great business, then get behind uh, the creation of true positive and biblical media with Joe McGee Ministries. And, you know, there's places on the website, too, that you can partner uh, with with Joe. Uh, I know that he would probably tell you uh, it doesn't matter what the amount, but you're, you, you continue to put it on the line, Joe. You continue to battle against the prince of the air because, you know, the king of the air. And I encourage everybody uh, to get involved. I'm going to do it too. Uh, go to, go to the podcast, you know, people, uh, you know, depends on if, if he's on anchor.fm or Spotify, or you, you do so much giving Joe with your free downloads and such. And 
I just, I just think that the people like you need to need to be blessed because you're putting out good in, in a culture that is putting out everything vile. And so you can actually hit buttons and partner with the podcast as well. Uh, I love listening to you, Joe. As I've been looking to your website and listening to you talk, I'll never forget seeing you a long time ago in Studio B in 2009. And I said, man, that guy speaks with such an authority. And I love his voice. He's got a great voice as well. So funny. But at the end of the day, man, uh, you're speaking the truth. And, and men respect men who tell it like it is. Men yes. who, who say what they mean and they mean what they say. And as we wind down to our final moments on this show, can't wait for the next time already. Joe, how would you encourage people watching today to get behind not only the positive media and the truth you're putting out, but also to get behind what's happening at GLC to keep these five towers strong in the five cities? Would you, would you encourage people uh, with that? Because we want to show as much Joe McGee as we can. And, uh, and reach as many people as we can with the time well, I, we have. I, I tell people, you need to go where you get fed. If you're getting fed, watch this program, you need to give to it. You know, if you get fed somewhere, you go in a nice restaurant, well, that was really good. You need to leave some money on the table, you know, or they're going to have you arrested. If you get fed somewhere, give to where you're getting fed. Now, if you're not getting fed, don't give to it. You know, that wasn't any good. Well, don't go there again. Don't put any money in it. But if it feeds you, do something with it, because that's how you get more. It's like, I'm trying to get this thing to increase. Well, feed it. You know, I remember we had, we had 12 milk cows and, uh, and every now and then you'd have one that wouldn't milk one day because we wow. milked twice a day. And all of a sudden the, the udders dried up as well. Give it a, my, my uncle said, give it a week. If by Friday, if that cow doesn't start milking but by the end of the week, Friday, we shoot him and put him on the grill. <laughs> now I, I'm not trying to be funny. We grew up thinking, does this produce? Wow we're not going to play with this for doesn't produce. And so if you're getting fed by any teaching, by your church, by your pastor, by this program, by the, by this great GLC, if you're fed by it, feed it. Don't just be selfish. Don't just walk no. up thinking, I want a free, I want a free meal. There are no free meals. Everything costs. The towers <laughs> cost, the satellites cost, the equipment, the equipment being, being used. It costs money to do that. And it's changing almost every month, updating, upgrading. So like we want to keep reaching people. So if we, Give to what's working. It's just wow. simple. Good word. Give to it. Good word. Folks, Joe McGee, another great show. Can't wait for the next time. Get behind this brother. Uh, he's my favorite. And I tell you what, we thank you again for watching a lot of the Southwest. We'll see you next time, folks. And we'll see you next time, Joe. God bless God you. God bless, guys. God bless. <laughs>